Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Hey, hey, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I am so excited that you are listening to this podcast. It is such an honor and a blessing for me to host this podcast, and it is always my joy to hear your feedback and just to hear what God is doing in your life. It is so fun to see and hear about the ways that God is moving and working in other people's lives and the things that he is doing through your ministries and through through whatever he has you doing in this season. And so please feel free to reach out to me if you ever need prayer. I say that all the time. Or if you ever just want to talk or you just need a word of encouragement and just a little nudge to chase after all that God has for you. That is something that I love doing for other people. I absolutely love seeing the gifts that God has put inside of other people and encouraging that because the world needs us to step out into whatever God has gifted us with. I love where the word of God says, do not neglect the gift that is in you. It says that in either first or second Timothy. I can't remember. I believe it's first Timothy, but it says, do not neglect the gift that is in you. And it is so important that we don't do that, that we take whatever gifts God's given us, whatever talents he's given us, and we use them to impact the world around us and in whatever ways he calls us to. And so I absolutely love that. And um, let me tell you guys, it is <laughs> late at night because I am a night owl. So pray for me because I am getting ready to go back to school. I work at a public school and I'm getting ready to go back to school next week. And I'm already like, how am I going to do this? Because I've so let myself get into a routine of staying up late because I'm a night owl. If you have listened to my podcast before, you probably have heard me mention that. Or if you've heard me speak, I say that all the time. I am a night owl. And I always tell people, hey, if you're a morning bird, I see sunrises too. I just don't go to sleep before I do that. <laughs> okay, I'm not really that bad of a night owl, but I do. Um, I don't know. I just have always been that way, even since I was a kid. So God wants to change that in me, he can, but at this point, I'm a night owl, so today has just been an awesome day of resting. I have people tell me more than you could probably imagine uh, or reach out to me or ask me, like, do you ever rest? You're always on the go and blah, blah, blah. Yes, the answer is yes. I am very intentional about making sure that I have days of rest, and even though a lot of my life is very public and people see what I'm doing and I'm not, I don't hide what God has me doing this season of my life or whatever, a lot of it, like I said, is very public. I am very intentional about rest and making sure that I have days where I have nothing on my schedule but just to be at home and chill. And so that was kind of my day today. I did end up taking my dad to his, uh, he had knee surgery about a month ago, and so I took him to his rehab appointment. And so I did do that, but otherwise I was home and got some laundry done and, and picked up my house a little bit. I live alone, so my house is not, um, ever dirty, but <laughs> did wipe down my counters and did the dishes and all those fun things. So, um, yay, the joys of home owning, right? And so I did some journaling and watched some awesome messages, Hosanna Poetry did a Facebook Live today, and it, I watched it twice already, and she just did it like a couple hours ago. I watched it twice already and took notes. It was so good, you guys. 
look it up. It's Hosanna Poetry. She did a live on, uh, it was called something like um, Just Say Yes to Jesus or something along those lines. Look that up. It is such a timely word. So encouraging. At least it was for me. And then watch some YouTube videos. That's one of my favorite things to do is watch teachings from some of my favorite Bible teachers and preachers on YouTube and take notes. And I just think it's so important that we always remain teachable for none of us to ever think that we've arrived because we always have more to to learn and to grow in with the Lord. And, and, and you know, when you read your Bible all the way through, when you ever get to that point, keep reading. Like, don't ever stop. Don't like make it a goal to read the Bible all the way through and then be done with it. Like, no, his word is living and active and it's always speaking to us in new ways in different seasons of our life. And the word of God means what it says. But there are just times when different maybe accounts in the Bible or different portions of it just speak to us differently because of what we're facing and all of that. So I actually just finished journaling in one of my (laughs) 5 million journals. And I want to read you what I wrote. I just feel like it's a word for other people as well as me. And you guys may notice my voice sounds strained. It is because I went to a theme park on Saturday and screamed my head off on the roller coasters and the rides. And I don't know why I do that because so much of what I do is public speaking with podcasts and with stirred up and and things. And I have a women's conference this Saturday and I'm like, Lord, (laughs) I'm praying restoration over my throat. Yes, even though I did it to myself, I'm praying restoration over my throat and believing that God is going to restore my throat. So that is a word for somebody. If you have done some, like a lot of times I think we think, well, I did this to myself, so God isn't going to rescue me out of this or whatever. That is so not true. God is so good and so faithful and he loves you so much. And even in the moments when we mess up or we, you know, get off track or whatever, he is so faithful and loving and wanting to to get us back on the right track and restore us and refresh us and do all those things. And so just know that he is so, so good. And he's not like man. Oh my goodness. He's been showing me that so much lately. Like he is not, he's not limited in the ways that we are as humanity. He is, he is God. He is God. And so I just, I just love him so much. And so, yes, I am going to read you guys. I guess I'll read you both pages. I actually was initially just going to read this one portion, but I'm going to read you all of it because maybe there's something on this first page here that would encourage someone. So it says Psalms 19.1 is like the theme uh, verse for the day. And it says the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Mm. Every time I read that scripture, it just makes me think about the beautiful sunsets that he paints. And you're like, yes, I'm a night owl. So I see the sunsets more often, <laughs> but, uh, just the beautiful, the beautiful skies that he paints. And just a few weeks ago, I was actually on my way home from, um, up North. I had to think, where was I coming from? Anyway, the sky was so beautiful. It was painted all different colors of purples and pinks. And I was like, God, you are so good. Okay. So here's what I wrote in my journal. All of creation testifies to the existence of our eternal God. His glory shines all around us and all that he has created from a blade of grass to the dots on the back of a ladybug, all things created with such attention and detail He cares about the intricate details of my life too. He is intimately acquainted with all of my ways and he takes great delight in me. 
I'm so thankful to serve a God who loves me so well. I am safe and secure in him. Nothing in all of creation can separate me from his love. He is forever faithful and always for me. The God of angel armies is on my side. I am more than a conqueror because of his power living inside of me. His presence consumes me. And then I wrote out 1 Thessalonians 5.24 in the Passion Translation. It was a scripture that I read earlier on an email or something that I'd gotten from someone. Anyway, it says, The one who calls you is trustworthy and will thoroughly complete his good work in you. And then this is just what I wrote. I am called by God with a mission to impact, inspire, and change the world. I refuse to think small. I will let God use my voice to point others to him. I want to see people set free and delivered from the grips of the enemy, to see people walk in the fullness of their God-given destiny and calling, to see people healed and whole, living their lives hidden in Christ and seated with him in heavenly places. To see them ignited with an all-consuming first love passion fire, severing all ties with this world and setting their minds on things above. To live lives of faith, eyes locked with his fiery eyes, attuned to the sound of his voice and familiar with the rhythm of his heartbeat. More in love with the presence of God in the secret place than with the approval and applause of man. He is everything to me, the lover of my soul, and I'll spend my life to know him and to make him known. Whew, I didn't realize I was going to get like emotional reading that, but oh, that was just such what I just read you is truly my heart. Obviously, I'm reading you like my diary here and it is so my heart is to see other people experience and encounter the God of all creation, the one who changed me and set me free, who changed me and set me free. And I'm so thankful for the work that he has done in my life. And I think it's so important that we do take take time from time to time to reflect on all that God has brought us through and to look back at our lives and say, wow, but God, like, but God, like I am who I am today because of the work of God inside of me, the work of the Holy Spirit that has brought me from where I was at that 17 year old little girl in the car coming home from youth group one night and surrendering my life to the Lord. Like I encounter the presence of God. Like I can't even describe to you. I pray if you have never encountered his presence in a real tangible way that you would experience that. I'm praying and prophesying that over you right now that you would experience that because it will change your life. It'll change your life. And so that was me at 17 years old, encountering the presence of God for the first time in my car on my way home from youth group one night. And Looking back at where my life was then, obviously as a young teenager and and just all that God has done in and through my life and all the experiences, like the rich experiences that God has blessed my life with. And I think so many times we, a lot of times people in the world, not we as believers necessarily, but sometimes that too, but we look at what it costs to serve God. And the Bible says that count the cost. That's important that we do that, but we look at the cost and we think it's not worth it. But I'm telling you, he is so worth it. He is so worth it. And Jesus even says, when we try to keep our lives, to save our lives, we're going to lose our lives in the end. But when we lose our lives and surrender to him, we truly find life. And that is why you see people around the world who are willing to give their lives for the cost of the gospel. Some people to the point of death. But some people, you know, as missionaries or 
or even people here in the U.S. Like God hasn't called me to a foreign mission field, but my life is surrendered to him and I will give him whatever he wants. I always want my heart to stay in a complete posture mode toward him, but my life is surrendered to him. And so my life is consumed with him and, and it's worth it to me because he's worth it. And he is so, so good and faithful and he loves me so much and he, he deserves everything. He deserves more than I could give him. He deserves far beyond what I've ever given him or ever could give him. But it's a cost, I guess, that I'm willing to pay because he deserves it. And he's given everything to me. And so I choose to give my all to him. And so that is just my message, I guess, for today is just surrender because so many times, like I was saying, we try to hold on to things or we try to hold on to what we think our lives should look like, our own plans, and we we are controlling and, and all of that. I've heard so many people, I minister a lot to women, and so many women that battle with that need for control. And that is that can really be a form of witchcraft. And it can be a form of just it is not, it's not godly. And so I would one encourage people to stop confessing that over themselves. Stop saying that you're a control freak and start speaking a better thing, speak a better word over yourself that I'm surrendered to Christ. I live my life surrendered to him and whatever ways he wants to work in and through my life, I let him and, and all of those things because he is, he is, um, his plans for you are so much better, so much better than you could ever imagine. And I love Lana Vosser. I don't know if you guys follow her, if you've even heard of her. If you haven't, love her. That girl releases timely words all the time. Not all the time, like every second of every day, but but frequently. Oh, her she her ministry, that woman um, has blessed my life, enriched my life in so many ways. But anyway, she always says, God is so much better than we give him credit for. He is so much better than you think he is. And I'm like, ah, it's such a simple word, such a simple word. But I'm like, he is, he is so much better when I get in, in times of worry or just fret about my future and wondering, God, how are you going to work this out? Or I have, I personally have prophetic words that God has spoken over my life that people have, people have spoken over my wife, over my life through the Lord, like the Holy Spirit's inspired them to speak these words over me, or the Lord has spoken directly to me himself and different things. And I'm like, okay, God, how are we going to get from point A to Z? (laughs) Because I believe that that is accurate. Like I believe either one that I heard accurately from the Lord or that someone else delivered an accurate word to me. But I'm like, I don't understand how my life is going to get from here to here. And it's just been a continual reminder to myself (laughs) to trust him. It is so Simple yet so difficult to trust him. And the word says to trust him with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding. And that has been like a rhema word for me the last few months. I've had to continually remind myself, Janice, don't lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on your own understanding. And reminding myself, you are seated with him in heavenly places. You can approach the throne with boldness and confidence and you can ask him for wisdom. Like he says to ask him for wisdom. He wants us. He's he even says in his word, we don't have because we don't ask. And sometimes that's, you know, material things or whatever provision and things that we need for different things. And sometimes it's just advice and wisdom and insight on situations and circumstances. And, and so 
I've I've said this so many times. You guys probably know the scripture in Revelations. It talks about our prayers being like an aroma and a fragrance and a, and a incense. Incense is the word I was looking for. Incense before the throne. And, and I'm like, you know, I want to get to heaven one day and I want to hear all of the elders and, and, and all of the, you know, the people that are in the throne room and, and God himself say, man, this throne room was always smelling like your prayers because I'm so in constant communication with him. And I'm always prayerful. And, and the word says pray without ceasing. And it's like, how do we do that? And who has time to pray without ceasing? <laughs> how do you, how do you do that? And I think it's just, a matter of continually walking in fellowship and communication with the Lord. That doesn't mean that we're 24-7 like on our knees praying. And it is important that we do have those times where we set aside, where put our phones up, everything's, you know, maybe have some music on and just intentionally face-to-face focus on like the Lord. But then there's other times where you're just going about your day and you're driving or you're at the grocery store or you're at a friend's house or your church or whatever, and you are still in fellowship and communication with the Lord because the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And so it's just so important that we do that. And I heard a quote one time, and I don't remember who said it, but they said, I never pray for more than 20 minutes, but I never go more than 20 minutes without praying. And I loved that. I was like, oh my gosh, yes, that's such a reminder of the need for continual communication with the Lord and just to know wherever you're at that he wants to communicate with you. And I actually just released a word a few days ago on TikTok. Yes, I got a TikTok. My friend Brianna was like, you need to get a TikTok. And I was like, meh, I don't really know if I want another form of social media. And I'm so glad she encouraged me to do that because I've been able to just get on there and release quick words of encouragement over people, which is like, my personal calling and and just something that I find a lot of joy in. And so I was releasing a word on there a few days ago. Just a, and it was just a reminder, a very simple reminder that the word says that there is one mediator between God and man and it's Jesus. It says that in Hebrews that there's one mediator, so one person that is the go-between between us and God. And it's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. And how often we think that like we have to have a pastor or a leader or maybe a friend who is more spiritual than us or, you know, seems to have a better in with God than we do. And it's such a lie of the enemy to keep us from approaching God for ourselves because God wants intimacy with each of us individually. He doesn't just want you to go to other people. And yes, there is so much power in agreement in prayer. And the word says one will put a thousand to flight, two will put 10,000 to flight. And, you know, there's, there's scripture on touching and agreeing in prayer and where two or more gather and all those things. And yes, those things are so, so important. But there are times in your life where you cannot rely on someone else to go to God for you. You need to just be able to go to God and to know how to do that for yourself. And so I encourage you develop that in your life. Get used to talking to God in the shower. I talk to God in the shower all the time. Talk to God while you're getting ready in the morning, while you're putting on your makeup or doing your hair or whatever, while you're getting dressed, while you're, you know, washing dishes or whatever, like let God be a part of the mundane parts of your life. He is not only at your church on Sunday mornings or, you know, special prayer meetings with, with people during the week or whatever, like he wants to be a part of every 
every second of your life. And I think when we realize that we invite him into those places and, and all of that, it changes our lives. It changes our perspective. It changes the way that we interact with other people. It changes the way we respond to situations when we just let God be God and let him actually be Lord of our lives in every moment of every day, because he desires that and we need it. And so I encourage you to do that, to seek him, to know that his word promises. When we seek him, we find him. When we call out to him, he answers us. He is just such a good, good father. And I pray that if you have any sort of misunderstanding about who God is and his character, that God would truly reveal who he is to you. I encourage you to read 1 Corinthians 13. It's the love chapter because the word of God says that God is love. And so when we read through those descriptions of who, who, what love is, we can know who God is. And so it says love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't envy or boast. It isn't proud, rude, or self-seeking. It isn't easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. And I feel like that easily angered one, that one just hit me when I, when I was, when I was saying it. And there's probably someone on here who maybe has a misunderstanding of God and, and his, and anger. I don't know what that is. It could be maybe from your earthly father. A lot of times we do relate our heavenly father to our earthly father and our experiences with him. And yeah, that just that portion of scripture that says love is not easily angered. And so if you see God as a God who is easily angered, you have a wrong description and a wrong perspective of who he is. So whoever needed to hear that, there you go. Um, keeps He keeps no record of wrongs. I love that. And that's something I have to remind myself of too, especially if you wrestle with perfectionism and wanting to be the golden child, <laughs> the golden child of God. And, the, and then you mess up or you do something stupid or whatever. You, you just get resentful toward people or you get ticked off easily or, you know, whatever, whatever it is whatever your, whatever struggle ends up being, whatever that is. And then we get like, feel like we're in the proverbial doghouse or whatever. But to know that when we're walking in relationship with him and we repent, we turn away from it, we give it over. Obviously don't harbor unforgiveness. Don't harbor bitterness. Don't harbor sin in your life. But know that when you turn away from that, like he says in his word that he casts our sin as far as the East is from the West. You cannot measure the distance that God separates our sin from us. It is it is, I can't even, we can't even wrap our minds around that, but he does. He forgets our sins. He remembers our sins no more. He keeps no record of wrongs. And a few weeks ago, I was actually at a conference down in Ohio and I was at the altar and I saw this, like I had a vision of like this chalkboard and on the chalkboard was written all these different things. So name your sin, you put it on there. That's what, that's what was on there. And the Lord was showing me like, yes, it was on there. But it was written in chalk and that all we had to do is ask for his forgiveness and he just erased it. There was no trace of chalk on that board anymore. It was completely clean and he was showing me that I'm called to remind people that he is not imputing our sins against us. He doesn't count our sins against us. When we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There is literally nothing that you have done or can do that is too dirty for God to clean. It says 
all unrighteousness. So whatever that looks like. And it's so easy for us to see our own sin and think that it's so much dirtier, so much darker than someone else's. And I can't tell you how many women I have heard share their testimony a lot of times for the first time. And they'll say things like, if you know what I've gone through, or if you know what what I've done in my past, you would look at me differently or you would think of me differently. And probably in my flesh, they're probably right, but I'm not called to walk according to my flesh. I'm called to, to walk according to the spirit. And when we walk according to the spirit, we walk in grace and mercy and forgiveness and just the love of the Lord. <laughs> and so I'm able to deal with people that have gone through and done really dark, disgusting, dirty things and look at them with the love of God and tell them, God has mercy for you. He delights in showing mercy. His mercies are new every morning. And there's so many scriptures on mercy. If that's something you wrestle with, with truly feeling like, you know, God has forgiven me of the things in the past. Maybe you were still holding on to, to something, you know, you feel like God's grace has covered most of your past, but there's certain things you still wrestle with. Find scriptures on God's mercy, find scriptures on God's grace and read them over yourselves. Remind yourself of who he is and what he has done in and through your life. And don't let the voice of the accuser stop you from walking in the fullness of your freedom because we have a very real enemy and one of his names, he has many names in scripture. And one of them is it is the accuser of the brethren. And guess what? He is standing before God day and night. The word says that in Revelations. He is standing before God day and night, accusing you to the Father. And the other, the flip side of that is that he is also trying to come at us and accusing the Father to us and getting us to, to causing us to question whether it is God really merciful. Could God really forgive me for this? Is God's grace really sufficient? Yes, it is. If his word says it, then that is the truth. And I'm like sitting here at my desk. I'm getting fired up about this because I'm so sick and tired of seeing the enemy keep people in bondage when God is wanting to set people free. And he is willing to do that. He is willing and desiring to show mercy. Like I said, it says in Micah that he delights it's either Micah or Malachi, one of the two, that he delights in showing mercy. God delights in showing mercy. He's not doing it begrudgingly or because he has to or because whatever. It says he delights in showing mercy. He longs to be gracious to you, the word says. And so let him, let him go into those places of your heart and heal you. And I remember going through one of the hardest seasons of my life. A lot of you know my story. I've not hidden it because the Lord has told me, don't hide your story. And so I wrote a book about it and I've shared it on my podcast a lot about just the brokenness that I endured and everything. And and I remember going through that season of healing and just being so broken. Like I can't even describe to you the brokenness that I was in and hearing the Lord say to me, let me love you. Let me love you. And so for me, that was just a lot of times sitting in, on the floor in my living room with my hands in the air saying, okay, God, love me, love me. And he did. He loved me back to life. He healed every part of my broken heart and my broken mind. He restored me. He restored me to wholeness. And I've had so many people that have met me since that season of my life. God has brought so many people into my life. I'm, I love it because I'm an extrovert and I love people. And he has brought so many people into my life. And then I will share parts of my story and they're like, are you kidding? I can't even, 
I can't even believe that you've gone through that or whatever. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus, that you have done such a healing in me that my story is almost unbelievable to people. And so I'm thankful for that, like glory to God. And so I pray that over you, if you are in a season of brokenness, that God is near to the brokenhearted. And the word says that he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. And that binding up the wounds, that if you dig into the original like meaning of those words and dig into that and study that, it means that he does a work that is so good and so perfect inside of you that there, there's no trace of, of the brokenness ever having happened. And I love that. I love that because because it's just, it's evidence of what he did in my life and in the scriptures that I would declare over myself and I would, and on all those things as I was journeying through my healing and, and, you know, venturing into wholeness and all of that. And he's so good. <laughs> he's so, so good. So um, I'm going to go ahead and close out this podcast. And I just want to encourage you to reach out to me or reach out to someone else, you know, doesn't have to be me, someone who is living for the Lord and, and loves the Lord if you need prayer or encouragement or anything, because we are not called to live this life alone. And God has given us the body of Christ so that we can be there for each other. And like I said earlier, know that you can go to God directly yourself. You don't need someone else, but we are there for each other in in times of need. And I'm so thankful for that. So I'm going to go ahead and pray and just pray that you guys are all blessed and that this podcast episode encouraged you and Yay, God is good. Father God, thank you so much for this podcast episode. God, I praise you and thank you for your Holy Spirit. God, that you did not leave us as orphans, Jesus. When you ascended to heaven, you sent us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so God, I praise you and thank you for that gift that is inside of us. Lord, I pray if there's anyone on this podcast, anyone on this podcast that doesn't know you, God, I pray that you would encounter them in a very real way. God, that they would know what it means to be a born-again believer. God, I pray that as we dive into the word this week, God, that you would make your word just come alive to us. God, reveal the truth and the depths of your word. God, I pray that we would rightly divide the word of truth. I pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. God, I pray that you would take all of us to deeper depths in our in our walk with you. God, that we would know you more, that you would just show every single person who listens to this podcast the reason they were created. God, I pray that destinies and callings would come alive inside of them. God, that they would hear your voice clearly, that they would have eyes to see and ears to hear what the spirit is doing and saying. Father, I thank you for all that you are doing in our lives. Lord, I thank you that you take us from glory to glory and that where we're at right now is not where we're staying because God, you are taking us to new places. You're taking us to deeper waters. And I'm just so thankful for your work in my life and the life of every single person who will listen to this podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. The Just Janice Podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Just Janice Podcast.